Welcome back to the Locker Room Podcast, podcast number 68. As usual, Stevie Poocher is with me today. And after a long sabbatical, we've also got Daniel Ledger back with us. So, Daniel, welcome back. Thanks, Joe. Good to be back. The other news is, lads, we've got Billy Lee with us today as a guest. Uh, Billy is obviously the former Limerick manager. He's also a Newcastle West club man. And Billy, your brother, is the manager of Newcastle West. And that was a great win for Newcastle West over Clonmel Commercials there yesterday. Could you just give us a bit of an idea about the journey they've been on this year, the last few years, and you know what, what has made them successful this year in particular? Thanks, thanks um, for the invite, lads. I'm glad to be on, be on and um, contributing. Um, what's the, what's the, good question. Um, I just think that, look, over the years, Newcastle have had a lot of um, talented players. And obviously, um, Keane Sheehan, Ian Carver would be the kind of more names to the fore. Um, but we have a lot of underage players that have played with Limerick and, um, you know, represent Limerick well. You know, we, we wouldn't make much strides at underage level in, 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 in Munster. Like, but, you, you know, when you go and watch the matches, you'd see the lads playing well. And so I think a lot of it was in the, that self, a bit of confidence in themselves. And obviously, the Ian and Keane would bring a lot of uh, experience to the, to, the, to, the, to the show. And Mike McMahon and a couple of more lads like that, you know, and Stevie Kelly is training them. And so there's a lot of experience there, you know. Um, Jimmy, the brother, would, would, would just... Um, He's the kind of um, the master, I call him. You know, he, he, he's background is HR and um, he's very good people skills and um, he manages them from there. But Stephen does the coaching and, you know, they're good lads around him from a management point of view. So, look, it's, 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 a, it's a combination of a lot of things, I, I, I'd suggest, Joe. And uh, that game against Clonmel Commercials, it went to extra time and I think uh, Newcastle West were also in a couple of extra time games earlier on in the season. So it probably stood to them. Uh, good there towards the end. Yeah, look, um, throughout the hour, when Newcastle settled into the game after seven or eight minutes, you know, I know we went to point, we got the first score of the game, but you, you looking out, you you knew watching the lads, they were a bit nervous and tentative about what they were doing. But when they settled into the game, over the hour, they were the better team, right through the hour. But we were very fortunate to date to get the equalising score it was literally the last kick of the game, and it was—I don't know—I I looked at it in the video last night. Six hours, six minutes, and fifty seconds. If you take out the, the referee stopped the game for the black cards, and they were stopped for a minute and a half. But if you take that minute and a half out of it, there were six minutes and fifty seconds, I think, played, and we got the we got the equaliser with the date. But it was nothing more than they deserved. They were outstanding. Like you know, they really applied themselves. It was the best they played all year long. Um, and they have a lot of ability in the team, you know. There's a young Richter there midfield. He's only 18, and he's a re- he's you know, we, 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 you can never ever say like that someone will come through. And there's a lot of challenges for a young first of 18 to go through life, you know, college, education, you know, all that kind of stuff will go on. But he's he, he's he's a serious player, you know. And um, from a limit point of view, hopefully that. He'll continue that journey, and and he kicked one one one. He got one one from from midfield. Just to, he's he's the real deal, you know. And hopefully we 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 can see that in the limit colours over the years. Yeah, and it seems as if they've got a nice mix there of youth and experience. I heard their full forward who was lined out uh, as fourteen. I think Mike McMahon. I think he's around thirty six. Uh, he plays rugby. He's a dual player with hurling 
as well. Uh, he's got four kids. So it's great to see players like that going very far in the championship and getting to a monster final. Yeah, look, the McMahon family in general have been stalwarts of Newcastle West GA over the years. You know, um, his father, his uncles, you know, the real, real, real stalwarts of the club. And, um, you know, it's great to see families get their, you know, day in the sun. And Mike, Mike's been tremendous. You know, he's a great young lad. Um, you know, popular with people like, and, um, you know, he worked hard. You know, he, obviously, the lot of written about him. He, he he trains with the Ireland, the, the the strongman of Ireland, who's from the Newcastle direction as well. You know, and um, you know he's a good lad. He he tries to do the right thing. He, he his cousins are playing on the team as well. And actually, look, you know, no one ever gets their day in the sun, or then you know, and and it's great to see. So you know, you don't deserve it. You have to earn it. And Mike is under, I think. You know, he's late in the game. You know, he was winning balls in around our our box when. Tommy were trying to go for goal and he was winning key kickouts and he did this he did that in the um county final as well. So look, it's great to see him doing so well, you know. And Stevie, just to bring you in here, this is the first time in 14 years that the Limerick side has has reached the provincial Munster final. Uh, great achievement there for Newcastle West to to get to the final. And did you see the game? Well, Joe, one thing I would I would definitely say is that that for me, you know, the, the club championship. Probably you know yourself like when, when you look at the dominance of Dublin and the, the the lack of belief that it probably created amongst you know the rest of 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 Ireland as such and and dismantled probably Leinster for many years. The club championship's different. Um, I think Mullaloughla a number of years ago, uh, the Longford champions beating Kilmacud, and you know it gave clubs everywhere Joe a real massive massive uh, uh, level of belief. You know Kilku obviously won in Ireland last year has probably gave every club in down. <laughs> You know, belief as well that Jesus, you know, if you're competing with Kilku in your own local championship, surely you're not that far away. I'm sure Daniel has seen it in Dublin as well with Kilmacud, you know. But one thing as well, and I'm not just saying this, Joe, because Billy Lee's on the show, like, but I, I would say that Bill, the work that Billy Lee has done with Limerick seniors over the last number of years, the belief that he's installed back into the county, um, you know, the trajectory that Limerick are on as well has give obviously has filtered down into the clubs and give the clubs great belief too, Joe. Um, obviously, you know, having a really, really good management team and stuff helps as well. But I'll tell you one thing, Joe, and, and I'm going to be honest, Billy Lee, I haven't seen Newcastle West playing. I was sort of following the game just briefly on Twitter and stuff. But I watched commercials playing in the last round and I was mightily impressed with how they beaten how they beat Nemo. Now, Nemo were very much like Cross McLean in the way they'd set up. They were very traditional. Um, they played in the commercials' hands quite a bit, the way commercial had set up. They played, they played with a very rigid system, playing on the counter-attack. They had some fantastic, fantastic... Um, some fantastic footballers, so that that the fact that that Billy Lee has has managed to grind that win out like is is mightily impressive. Because to be honest with you, the night that I watched commercials, I came away thinking that the last four was possibly going to be you know Kilku or Glen commercials, probably Mike Cullen and Kilmacud, and that's what I sort of had in in my head as well. So listen, they've blown the Munster Club Championship wide open and and, and fair play. And here at this stage now, Joe, for for every. One of the last eight teams in, in their provincials, like it's, 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 uh, it's, it's. Everybody believes they're going to have a chance, and that's that's the beauty of it, you know. Yeah, I, I think so, Stephen. Like, um, the, like, Camille snapped with nine senior intercounty footballers yesterday, and Seamus Kindy, for me, was the best player they had. He 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 held with Tipperary back in. Day and you know he won another in the middle like this. So they had ten intercounty players and for all lads and like young Richter 
um, was midfield. He's only 18. He played in the Munster minor final last year against Cork. He was sent to forward on the day, you know. He's 18. And then we brought on Aaron Neville, another 18-year-old. And um, I suppose, if you just put in context, Michael Quinlivan was being marked by an 18-year-old who played in the Munster minor final. And Jack Kindy was being marked by Dylan McCunner, 20 captain last year. And they didn't look out of place, like, you know. So I think it was a testament of the faith that the manager put into the players. Um, and these lads were just going at it, like, right, left and centre. And um, I suppose it's just, a, you know, it's the age, it's the old story about putting the work in at underage over the years. And these lads have come up to the club. And, um, you know, Clamour would be hugely disappointed. Like, for me, watching it, they didn't really attack the game I was away the weekend they played. I was in the races in, in Cheltenham, but I didn't see that game against Nemo. Um, but you'd have to wonder like the, how they feel this morning. You know, to me, they didn't attack that game like they should have. No, that's not to say they would have beat us if they attacked us, but they didn't attack us like I would expect the team to attack uh, the opposition, you know? And um, I think that would be a regret to them. No, that said, we were fortunate the very date of it to get the equalising point, uh, as I alluded to earlier on, you know, but look, the boys were by far not the better team on the day. Tom Miller only had to examine themselves, you know, as to why that was, you know. Billy, was the, do you think that's why you, the, the difference between how you set up and maybe how Nemo set up the last day? Like, I thought Nemo left themselves exposed to a counter-attacking game and I, I, I haven't seen the full highlights either, but I assume you, set, you kind of were aware of that and wouldn't have given those counter-attacking opportunities to commercials, you know, if at all possible. Would, would there have been something in that as regards the result? Actually, like the boys definitely set up to kind of make sure they had bodies behind the ball, Daniel. But for me, when Clamill, you know, broke up our attack and had the opportunity to counter-attack, they didn't, they didn't go fast enough. They didn't get bodies ahead of the ball. The first pass wasn't always forward. They just didn't seem to want, I don't know, they just didn't seem to attack, mm. I, 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 and like, and that allowed us then to get bodies back. And our lads were tremendous uh, defensively, you know, getting blocks and getting hands in, you know. And Sean O'Connor was inside full forward for them, like, and, you know, he's 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 quite a, a threat, and they couldn't get the ball into him. They just didn't seem to, for whatever reason, I don't know, move the ball forward fast enough to allow to stop us getting bodies behind the ball, if if that makes sense. And Newcastle West now are in a monster final, Dan, and they play Kerens O'Rahillies. Kerens O'Rahillies uh, beat Erog of Ennis by one point yesterday. So, who do you think will win that monster final? It's it's an interesting one because the Kerry Championship obviously throws up. Uh, kind of, I, I won't try and explain it here now. Golden knows, Billy, you've probably a better idea than I do. But yeah, I have, yeah. It, it's Cairns or Ellie wouldn't have had a particularly fantastic year in, in let's say the overall championship when you're you're thrown into the divisional teams and that as well. So, um, I'd say Rogue would probably be a little bit disgusted not to come out on top. I was talking to a friend from Clare earlier on, and they really fancy their chances coming down into it. You know, so um, yeah, I I look. I mean, obviously, Cairns will have some of the, you have some, a lot of intercounty players still. You have Tommy Walsh, David Moore, and I know they have a couple of boys traveling back from America to play. There's, I think Jack Savage is in Dubai. You know, they still have some really, really high quality players, you know. But look, I, I, I can't say that Newcastle West shouldn't be going in with a, with a confidence and, and a self belief. And I suppose the key thing is just replicating that intensity and see, and see where it leaves them. Because 
it's uh, as as Billy alluded to earlier with Tom Mel. There's nothing worse than never getting out of the traps. At least if you can if you can say you played to your potential, and if you lose by six or win by six, well and good. But it'll be um, it's interesting. And, and talking about the, the young lads you have, you know, sometimes the naivety of youth is a great thing as well. You're not going in with baggage. You're you're just going out to play. You know, and that could be that could be an ace in the pack. But it's um, yeah, as, as Stevie said, it's kind of the, the club championship is fantastic. It kind of reminds me of the, the COVID championship with the county, where it's it's one and done, and you know, on a given day. And I know that's an overused cliche, and it doesn't really apply to the county teams as such anymore when you have back doors and super eights and all the rest of it. But with the club championship, it is the conditions, the, the the time of year, what the run has been like for different clubs coming up through their individual county championships. All of these things come into play, so it'll be uh, yeah, to make for an interesting final, I think. Um, David Moore. Billy was sent off after 22 minutes. I'm not sure if he's available for the final, um, Stevie, but obviously, as Dan said, there's a lot of experienced players there and Tommy Walsh and the three overseas players, Jack Savage and Cormac Coffey, who, who come over from Dubai and Gavin O'Brien uh, from New York. Um, how do you see that? What, what do you think um, Newcastle West will have to do to win that final? Well, as Daniel rightly said there, Joe, it's about replicating the intensity of the previous game, you know, and I know Believe he doesn't want to give away too many of the trade secrets here tonight. Like I think it would be unfair. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the secrets. The brother tells me that. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, you know something anyway. Where you're, you, you, <laughs> but, uh, but I know. But it's gone back to what Daniel said, Joe. I'll be keen to actually hear from Billy Lee in this because obviously he's got a, a closer watch on things than we have. Like, but the Kerry Championship amazes me in that I think last year someone had won the Kerry Championship. Or sorry, no, Austin Stacks had won. The, the championship, but they had to win it again. Then is that right, Billy? To to represent what, or... what, what it what it is is it, it, it's so they have the senior championship for senior clubs. They've only eight senior teams in Kerry, okay, um, and they've sixteen intermediate teams and so down along the junior championship. So when you win the club championship, that's just for the eight senior teams. And what they do then is for the county championship, they allow all players at all levels had the opportunity to play at the top level. So what they have is certain divisional teams traditionally over the years. So if you're an intermediate player, a junior player, a junior, a premier junior player, a junior player, a junior B player, you can play with your division. If you're the best of the best, mm-hmm. you can play with them and you play as a, a as a district in the county championship. Okay. So what happens then is that if 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 a divisional team, we'll call them, which is made up of the intermediate, junior, premier, junior, junior, junior B, wins it, well, it then falls back to the club champions, the senior club champions to represent Kerry. Now, they've changed that over the years. At, at some points, it was they, 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 they judged it on based on um, what team went the furthest in the championship. So if, let's say, two clubs went to the senior clubs went to the semi-final and they were beaten, that caused them a problem then as to who would represent Kerry if a divisional team won. So they've reverted to the fact that if you win the club championship, and there's only eight teams, bear in mind. So what happened stacks this year was they've won the last three senior club championships, and last year they won the county championship. But they got they didn't go well in the club championship this year. They they were inundated with injuries. It was just ridiculous the amount of injuries they had, yep. and they got and, and they were they were beaten in the relegation playoff. So they're down. Now I was involved with Field Rangers, the one of the divisional teams. And we beat them in the quarterfinal of the championship. And um, so then it was dependent on them then surviving the relegation. But if they got to the county final, 
they were exempt for getting relegated. So they've right. all these kind of stipulations involved. But like what it what it does do in Kerry is that it gives a great interest for all clubs. And they, they, you're basically judged on the county championship as opposed to the club championship. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's, that's how it works. Now, Castle will have their chance yeah. against Rahalis, you know. Um, they'll have no fear of them. Beating them is another day, another day's work. You know, you've got to take your opportunities and all that in the day. But Newcastle certainly won't fear them. But obviously, look, Rahalis were in the final last year, the county final last year against Stacks. And Stacks wiped the floor with Newcastle in the semi final last December. So, like, there's that divide across. And, you know, you, you mentioned names like David Moore and Tommy Watts, but they've got Barry John Key and Jack Savage. They've got uh, Karma Coffey, um, Ross O'Callaghan, mm-hmm. Gavin O'Brien, who was involved with the Kerry, Tom Hoare, you know, you know, real good players. But obviously, obviously, when you're in Kerry, um, they're not known because. Unless you're in the Kerry Pan, you're not going to name. But they got really good players, um, Garrod Savage as well, Connor Hayes, and say Connor Forward. So they've they've got quality. But look, Newcastle won't be without their chances. That's what I'd say about it. You know? Yeah. Well, it certainly makes for an interesting monster final, lads. Stevie, let's move on to Ulster. Glenn, they overcame uh, Doggett Corgan uh, to reach their first Ulster final, I believe. Uh, Kilku. Had a, had a good win over Enniskill and Gales. So it's Kilku and Glenn now in the Ulster final. What way do you see that going? Joe, it's going to be very, very similar to last year. Um, it's going to be an arm wrestle. Um, look, Glenn, read an interesting piece today on Glenn. Um, you know, their oldest player is 29. Now, this is a Waddy Graham's team. This is a Glenn team that won, I think, Joe, five or six Ulster minor titles back-to-back. Uh, in the St. Paul's Minor Tournament, you know, going back nearly a decade ago. Um, Glenn were always going to come. Uh, they were always going to come to the fore in Derry. The big challenge now is obviously breaking that glass ceiling in Ulster. Uh, Kilku have done that. Uh, Kilku have won the last two Ulster Championships in uh, 2019 and 2021. There was none in 2020 due to COVID. Um, they're the current All-Ireland Champions. Glenn, you know, will, will, will need to produce a massive, massive performance to beat this Kilku team, Joe. Um, one of the one of the best conditioned teams at club level I've ever seen. Uh, obviously, come up against them this year in the club championship, the semi final. We were right in the game until about 10, 12 minutes to go. Um, you know, and it's that last that last quarter, or whatever. You know, they they finish so strong in games. It's the experience they have on the field as well. Um, they've a mini manager on the field with with Lavery. They've got experience. You know, throughout their whole squad now, likes of PD, uh, Jerome, Ryan Johnson. These guys have been around a long time. You know. Back 10 years ago, and a lot of them actually have the county under 21s, including Aaron Brannigan and those boys. So they're a very, very experienced team, Joe. Very, very experienced team. People talk about Kilku's system and they talk about their siege mentality and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes what they forget to talk about is the quality of player they have. Uh, they've, they've a lot of very, very good footballers. Uh, Glenn are very, very similar in the fact that they're probably maybe three to four years behind from, from, from an experience point of view, you know, they still have, you know, on, on Sunday there, I thought Ryan, Ryan, um, uh, Ryan Dugan, the full back, I thought he had an outstanding game. Um, you know, he's, he's a really, really tough, tough, tough defender. Michael Warnock has come to the fore this year, Joe. Um, obviously, Kier McFall is not available um, due, to, due to other reasons, you know, and that's a big, big blow for them. It's a massive blow for them because McFall is, is a really, really powerful ball player for Glenn. Um, he's, a serious, but, he's a serious footballer, um, Stevie McFall. Yeah. 
He, he's he as is a footballer as I've ever seen. Yeah, he is Billy Lee. He's a fine, fine player, boy. And you know that they have a midfielder, Billy Lee, like you know Emmett Bradley and, and Connor Class. Like it's a really, really, really big, big midfield. And and I think Joe, for me, they might get an edge in this area based on the fact that that Dylan Ward is injured at the minute for Kilku. Now, if if his hamstring injury clears up, then obviously you know that will give. That will that will give Kilku a major lift get into the game because Dylan Ward will, will more likely pick up Connor Glass. I know Keelan Doherty has performed that role before in the past of tagging his runs and stuff like that as well. He's very disciplined. That the, the biggest thing, Joe, that Kilku have and the biggest challenge that Glenn will have is the flexibility in their attack. Their flexibility to get scores. Darren Rannigan can get scores from deep. You know, they can get scores from any one of their forwards. If Jerome's having an off day, Ryan could stick one in the net. You know, if if you know, Jerome and, and Ryan aren't playing well, for example, Saturday night there, Sheelan pops up with two goals. They do have a, they do have a serious array of scores, Joe. Um, it's going to take a big effort to beat them. Now, there's an interesting stat popped up about uh, the way Glenn minded the ball against Corrigan. It was a very, very, it was a difficult game to watch. Uh, there's no point in denying that fact. It was very possession orientated. It was very cautious. Um, there's a lot of lateral football, but that is the way the final is going to be, whether people like it or not. Neither team will want to give each other turnovers because turnovers will give energy. And I think what you're going to find, Joe, is long bouts of possession. Uh, and it's going to come down to who takes their chances. Last year, the game was eight all. It went to extra time. And the game hinged on a kick out that was misplaced by the Glen keeper. And, and uh, Kilku pounced on it and put it in the net. And that was the big game changer. So it's going to come to a moment. It, I think the game's going to be decided on moments, Joe. The only thing from a Glen perspective, is I don't think they're playing as well as they did last year. I don't think they're playing as well as they did last year. I thought last year the performance against Scottstown was absolutely, um, it was it was immense, immense from a club perspective. But I just haven't seen those type of performances. But one thing, Joe, about them is they're always a massive threat, goal threat. Like Ethan Doherty is, is a fine footballer. Danny Tallon was man of the match on Sunday as well. But it's their cut runs. You know, Daniel, you know, you've talked about them as well. A lot of, you know, everybody's talking about this modern day backdoor cut, but they're producing backdoor cuts on the halfway line, not just inside, you know, and that's opening up a, a world of, of, of ideas and, and, and options for them. So it'll be an intriguing encounter, Joe, a really intriguing encounter. And Dan, as Stevie said there, they have an amazing spread of scores. Nine of the starting 15 scored against Enniskill and Gales. Kilku can get you anyway. They, they can get you with a counter-attack. They can break you down. They can get you physically. What way do you see this going? Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. I actually I thought after winning the All-Ireland last year, there might be a small element of, is that absolute 100% desire and hunger there again? But that, that's kind of been blown out of the water fairly quick, you know? Um, the, the only thing, and Stevie mentioned it about Glenn, that Glenn haven't really peaked. They haven't hit the heights of last year. Last year. I think that might be a good thing. I think they have a big game in them yet. And even looking at the game against Cargan on Sunday, I thought they played within themselves a small bit. I know it was, it was an awkward sort of a game for them, but I, I think there might be I think there might be a big game in Glen. I think this Sunday could be it. Um look, the I, I think Kilku might be a small bit light on the bench. I know me and Stevie talked about, about this during the weekend where we're kind of comparing them to the croaks of this world and the bigger teams that they have maybe your 15, 16, 17, but when you start going into those layers. And and I, I I agree. I'd say it's going to go to the wire. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't put it past an extra time. I and, and that'll be interesting to test out the depth of both squads. Um, it's the, the only thing with Kilku's favour is they're just so wily and they can they can just control games. They can they can manipulate refs. They can manipulate um 
if they get a couple of points ahead. And I mean that in a positive way, of course, because I don't think any of us are innocent here from manipulating refs, but it's, <laughs> when, when, when they get three or four scores ahead of you, their game management is just top end and they're very comfortable doing it. Um, again, goals could be huge, but I just can't see Kilko giving up kind of goal chances that let's say Ergal would have given to Glenn there a couple of rounds ago, you know, so it, but I have a sneaky suspicion there might be one big game in Glen. I don't think they've, I don't think they've hit the peaks yet. And Malachi O'Rourke is a clever enough sort of fox as well that he kind of he he might have them prime for this. So I just have a sneaky suspicion for Glen. But you know, it's going to be a dogfight. I'd say if it gets out of double scores, I would be amazed. Billy, it'll certainly go down to the wire this game. There probably will be just a kick of the ball in it. How do you see it going? Oh. It, 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 it. Absolutely, I, I agree with you. Like you, top top quality. Um, look, you look, Kilku. They go. They, you know, their reputation goes before them. They're, you know, they're a serious outfit. They are very much together. And like when you have a team that are fighting for each other, no matter on a given day, you mightn't play to the best of your ability, or you might your skills mightn't be up to whatever. But this crowd, you know, they're really together. You know, um, so they'll be have they'll no matter what way it'll go, no matter the conditions, whatever they'll be have to be. Um, but I take Daniel's point about the Glen. You know, they have serious players. Am I right to say Connor Glass plays with them and Emmett Bradley? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, McFall is like McFall is one of the best footballers I've come across in my six years. As I mean, this for I, I rate highly. Like you know, um, I'm not sure where he's gone. Man, what a what a ball player this this guy is. You know, an unsung hero. I would have thought. As Derry made back up from Division Four, right up like serious baller, like you know, so he'll be a serious loss to them if he's not available. Um, but you know, I all always say down this path of the world like that, whoever comes out of Derry, you'd always say they're going to be also champions or they'd, they'd fight to be also champions. They have a serious record. The, um, the teams that come out of Derry, if you go back over the years, Ballinderry, Belahi, the Glenno, and so forth, the Stockneil, you know. They just seem to have a serious, serious club scene up there. So Kilku will will have to do everything to beat him, but it's going to be a humdinger. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't know enough to call it, but I'd say I look forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. Certainly, be a good game. Moving on to Leinster, Dan. Um, the Leinster final is two thirty this Sunday at Crow Park. It's a double header with Kilmacod in the in the hurling as well. So Kilmacod, Crokes v the Downs of Westmead. You've got your finger on the pulse there in Dublin club football. What way do you see that game going? Um, yeah, so Crokes are probably the opposite to every other provincial finalist at the moment who've had to scrape, scrape and fight through uh, counties and uh, provincial semi-finals and all that. They've had a, a nice, very, very, very nice approach into this final, you know. It's um, even coming in from, let's say, last year when they finished up in, 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 at the early part of last year in the All-Ireland final. Obviously, devastated after to lose it. Um, like they could afford to give their players a couple of months off. They, they played their second team in the league. Their third team played in Division 2. And, and it's, you're basically, it's a, it was a breeding ground for under-20s, under-21s, who have just said, right, lads, on you go. Um, they, they pulled a couple of players out of that as well to add to what they already have. Um, to be honest, they were cruise control for most of the Dublin Championship. Um, they played after us a couple of times and they just they just played just played really controlled football, measured football. Um they're they are extremely systematic and they don't they don't particularly rely on anything outrageous to win games. They they just know they know how to get the job done. Kind of similar to Kilku in a sense. Um but Nafina, the county final never really 
it never really looked like they were going to they were going to go and take over. I think Croaks are still relatively comfortable coming towards the end, and they pretty much have just walked their way through Leinster. You know, it's um, yeah, it's it's a daunting it's a daunting task for the Downs, but. It, the one thing they have, and we talked about youth earlier on, like, I think Luke Lachlan is the Downs' oldest player, 27. Um, they're an extremely young team as well. Um, to get out of Westmead is also a feral trek. You know, Lomans have had a bit of a monopoly on it down there. And um, I, I, thought, I thought the Downs were very impressive against Rotota. I really did. I thought, I thought they played some lovely football and they were, they were hard running. They were aggressive. They, they hit them on the counter-attack nicely. Probably the fortuitous goal before half-time gave them that little... The little bit of a boost that they needed, and retort that come out of their cell a small bit and left a couple of gaps at the back. But um, they're coming up against a different animal with Crooks, unfortunately. And um, you know, we've talked about the provincial championships being one and done and being kind of on the day anyone could do anything. But Crooks are playing at intercounty level, being perfectly frank, and not just any intercounty level. I'd say they'd probably be a Division Two style intercounty team, high end Division Three, because they're 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 playing to that level, you know, and. Something I've seen this year that they're doing quite a bit more is they're, they're going after kickouts at a lot higher and a lot more aggressively. Um, they haven't got a massive team. If you, if you see them up close, they're not, they haven't got the physical power in midfield that's, that, that, that traditionally some clubs might have. You know, they, they, they've, they're all kind of, not, not small men, but kind of wing forward style shaped. You know, they're all very similar, but they can scrap for breaks and, and they're unbelievably athletic. And it'll be interesting to see they destroyed Port Ireland in the first 10 or 15 minutes the last day on, on, on kickouts and they just, you know, they were surrounding break zones, getting four and five men around two Port Arlington men. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they continue with that. I, I have a sneaky suspicion if they get ahead again, similar to Kalku, if they get ahead by three or four points, they'll strangle they'll strangle the game. And, and in Croke Park as well, they will keep possession for three, four minutes at a time. They'll run the legs off the downs. Um, it's probably been a bonus territory for the downs, I'd say a little bit. This is, I'd say this is magic stuff for them. Whereas Crooks are on a mission, like it, it, last year was last year was a disaster for them. Like I thought, they were three or four point better teams than Kilku, better team than Kilku, Being honest, um, and I know that'll probably that's sticking in the cross small bit still, but um, a lot to depend on the start. I'd love to see the Downs get out in front and see if they got maybe three or four points up. What will Crooks do? Will they have to come out of their system? Will they have to break shape? Um, Crooks do give you opportunities inside they will leave you two on two one on one three on three they trust their middle press is strong enough that they and they trust their defenders to, to go man to man at times but if you see the likes of Luke Lachlan getting a couple of early scores inside Roy O'Carroll will drop back in there fairly quick like they're, they're very streetwise um again on field management is, is a topic that's come up a few times tonight and they have that they have that in abundance as well so um the only thing will be it's it's been it's been very nice for them. That'll be my only concern. They they've had a lovely run, but I can't see it being I can't see them getting caught this weekend. And Stevie, that space that Kilmacod leave inside, Kilku exploited it to a certain extent last year. Do you give the Downs any chance? Kilmacod are one to eight odds on to win this game. No, um, just to back up Daniel said there, Joe, I've been mainly, mainly impressed with, with Kilbacud. But just even just as Daniel says, the efficiency, you know, they just seem to be playing within themselves. Um, you know, they've, they've got such they've got such a bench as well. You know, the, the, the strength and depth that they have. They're a massive, massive club. Uh, the fact that they're actually, probably actually, you know, it's probably remiss not to mention the fact that they're contesting two senior finals in both football and hurling and on the same day. 
is is just a phenomenal, you know, a phenomenal achievement. Like when you think of Slot Neil, who are a club that just spring to mind straight away, but they're still relying on on a massive volume of dual players. You know, the likes of Chrissy McKeg, Carl McKeg, Brandy Brandy Rogers, who all play both codes, you know, and all fine fine hurlers and fine footballers. So, you know, the fact that they're actually contesting two senior fine two two Leinster senior finals in the same day is is testament to the club. Like, but listen, Joe uh, Robbie Brennan's not soft either. He's a shrewd enough operator. I don't think Luke Lockton will get the same. A degree of space or time that he got the last day, um, and and I just feel as well one of the things that that, that is fascinating me about Kilmacud is the way they go after opposition's kickouts. Like they seem to just completely suffocate the kickout. Uh, maybe that's the physical strength and power they have around the middle. And I think Daniel, me and you had a conversation as well about the maturity of some of them. You know, Craig Dias in particular, who has matured into a really, really proper top class midfielder. Uh, you know, and and plays with such authority and maturity, uh, and such leadership. And and I think Joe that 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 will be more than enough. And then the other thing, man, as well, and and Billy Lee, you know that. You know, all being well, and and I wish us all the very best. Uh, Newcastle is. I'd love to see us in an Ireland semi final, but I think it's a huge. I think it's a huge. Uh, um, I don't. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like, but the advantage that Kilmacud could have of playing two to three games at Crow Park before an All Ireland club final, like it's wrong. Like it's actually wrong. Like you know, I don't know what the way around it is or whatever, but I just think that the sacred ground at Crow Park should be kept for All Ireland finals. You know, and that's it. And that is it, you know, because a lot of the games are soulless. And if you imagine a small provincial ground, I don't know, Daniel, if maybe a small provincial ground would make a difference here on Sunday. If this game, for example, was in Tullamore, would it suit the Downs a bit more, you know, or something like that, you know? So that's definitely something, Joe, that that, that plays into into Kilmacud's advantage hugely, hugely, because they probably know Kilm, or they probably know Crow Park now just as well as as the large majority of Dublin players now, you know. Well, the 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 issue I think you have there, lads, is that. You know, everyone wants to play in Croke Park. You know, every player that ever put on a pair of boots, that's the mecca. And if you want to play on a one-off situation in Croke Park, you're thinking more, most likely, it wouldn't be true for every player, but most players are thinking, she's I'm in Croke Park, I'm in Croke Park, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. And your focus goes away from the game. And that's the advantage the teams have, you know, not to mind the surrounds and all the rest that goes with it. Like, so, like, it is fair to say they have the advantage of that every time, right? That's just the way it is. No, look, every club wants to be in these big days, so you can't you can't knock it. But there is definitely a distinct advantage. No, I'm not saying we, we try and, I'm not advocating we change or anything like that. And I just but there is a distinct advantage because every person as a human being thinks differently. So there will definitely some players think, Oh Jesus, this is great, this is great, this is great. And and they don't have to turn up, they won't give a you know. A, a damn about it and they just get up and play with it so there is definitely an advantage you know there's no two ways about it as simple as that you, you'd wonder you wonder Billy would um, at least having the, the semi-final a couple of weeks ago against against Ratoth will that make any difference maybe in the first 10 or 15 minutes where they might be kind of I wonder would the surroundings be as big a deal in, in that scenario because they've been there at least once but I, what I would what I would say is it is no matter what way you look at it, it's Leinster final for a club who probably didn't expect to be there. And that is massive. And Crokes expect to be there and they expect to be further. And I think that is that is huge. I think that expectation you have on yourself is is a massive advantage for Crokes. I, I, I agree 100%. Like, you, you pictured it this week, right? 
the people in the Downs are so excited. They're going to play in the Leinster final against maybe all expectations, if that's what it was. Luke Lachlan is a super footballer, right? Um, so they are excited. They're looking forward to it. Whereas the chemical course are coming in. They've only one thing in their head. All Ireland. Now, that's not to say they'll get there. I wouldn't do But their focus is totally different. They're calm. They're relaxed. They're driven. The Downs boys and the, the whole parish are very excited, and rightly so. It's a huge honour to you know to play in the provincial final, and you know I know for myself last night, Mother of God Almighty, we've been bananas, you know, you know, to get to the final. Like, oh, trust me, I won't say it in the podcast what happened to me, but the point I'm making is the excitement of it is huge, you know. And if they're if they're not used to being there, you know, they'd be said. Whereas the Crocs boys are, they're thinking cool. That's what they're thinking. They're not thinking of rallies. They're not thinking of Castle. They're not thinking of the Connacht champions. They're thinking Kilku. And that's the way they're thinking. And you, you were right to think there about um, Craig Diaz. Like, you know, he's a super footballer. He's really in control. You summed it up there, Stevie, when you said about him. Like, you know? Billy Lee, you're talking there um, going bananas last night. Were you at the Monday Club today? I had one or two, but I, I, I shot off one because before, before she she ate me, will you be long? This is nice. If I thought she would have me last night, I'd tell you something. But, you know, this is the passion. This is the passion. Like, I'm 57 years of age, and, you know, the last time we played the Munster final was 35 years ago. I was playing, and, you know, we never thought we'd get back there again, you know. So it's just fantastic for the town. Oh, and people. Yeah, oh, man. I nearly killed myself. That's all you need to know. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> the power of drink. The power of drink. Oh, sweet Jesus. Leave it to the young lads, Billy. Uh, oh, listen. <laughs> the brain is 21. The body is 57. <laughs> That's all I'll say to you. That's all I'll say to you. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, I'm not messing you. I was lucky to be alive. I but, you know, but that... that that's the enjoyment we get from it. That's the fun. You know, we wake up in the morning and we think, oh, Jesus. But, like, these, these are important to parishes. You know, in some, in, in, in some, you know, the Colophons of this world, the Dr. Crocs, um, the Kilmacud Crocs, the Kilcoods of this world, you know, they're the exceptions. You know, you know, the likes of Newcastle, the Downs, and, you know, all our clubs. We do, because it's a coming together of people and representing themselves as best they can and enjoying it and coming together afterwards and having enjoying each other's company. And like it's about a community. It's not about, you know, if you win, brilliant. We all strive out to win. But to have that enjoyment and that fun and being together and representing ourselves as best we can as a as a community, that's what the J is about. And and, and that's it. You know, and tell the stories the following day. And the good stories will last for 50 years, you know. That's what it's about. I, I don't see it any other way. I genuinely don't see it any other way. It took me a long time to learn that. But I think that's generally what the J is about, you know. Yeah, and certainly what the club championship is all about too. Daniel, just moving on to the to the last province, Connacht. We've got Mike Holland playing Turles Strain. Again, Mike Holland are hot favourites here. One to eight odds on. Is there any chance of an upset? Uh, I don't think so. I've seen a couple of just on the GABO highlights and stuff like that. I've seen Turles Strand a couple of times. Haven't really had massive tests as of yet. Um, my colour and my lock are, are decent. Like we haven't mentioned them at all here today, but like they, they have some they have some serious some serious operators. The Kelly the the Kellys and uh, Desi Keneally is really nice footballer. Um, and and do you know what I like? I I, I I would imagine they'll win Connacht first of all anyway, but. They'll cause someone problems in a in a in a semi final. There's no doubt about it. Um, they have, you know, they probably 
they suffered from having such a good core fin team in Galway for so long. And then you have uh, Montpellier and Lock for a while as well. So the, the Galway club football is, it's a bit of a, we're, we're probably not as au fait with it over here on the east side, but like it is definitely, it's, it's a quagmire to get out of, you know, and it's, um, yeah, I'd say they'll be quietly, they'll be quietly fancying their chances, not necessarily for, 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 for Connacht, but even going forward, I think they'll, they'll have a little, they'll have a little say, um, they, they look very organized. They look, they look really, really, really dogged and, uh, well-conditioned kind of group, you know, so that, that can count for an awful lot. And when you sprinkle in the small bit of stardust they have as well, um, yeah, they're, they're a very nice looking team from what I've seen them so far. You know, I saw them against Westport and they ripped Westport apart, to be honest with you. And I, I kind of expected a, a better a better occasion that day. Now, Mayo, Mayo club teams haven't been going wonderfully when they get out of Mayo traditionally. But um, it's, yeah, it'll be, I, I, think, I think they're a very, very nice side. Daniel, would you ask, would you think that, you know, Westport, first time winning the county championship, such a huge occasion for them, did that kind of, you know, was their minds there that didn't allow them to go, you know, that they were caught in that kind of trap? I, I don't know the answer to that. I've just yeah. asked the question, you know, did, did that impact their performance against, because um, you know yourself, when, 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 when a Galway team comes out, they play football, you know, they're, they're, they play proper football, the way I see football should be played, and they just go at it. And, you know, if you come out of Galway, you've got a chance, you know, and I just wonder, you know, did West Westport the first yeah. time ever in their life? You know, did it impact their performance in in in, in Connacht? Well, I, I know what I'd have been doing for a week after after winning my first time. <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> but it, I I did see a bit of commentary from a few Mayo people that it is a kind of an issue that they're finding, and and it kind of it comes back to I think county management's taking players away for so long and and not letting them back with the clubs, and it, it takes a while for them to get integrated. And um, I think there is an element of that. In Westport's case, yeah, look, I mean, winning your first one, Jesus, you, you, you would lose the mind, like, for, for, for definitely a week, like, you know, and, and it would be very hard to come back down to earth, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it, I, like, I can't even think of the last time a Mayo team has really threatened uh, an All-Ireland, like, God, oh, are, are you going back to the Cross Malina era, like, I know, not you probably more, are, you probably you are, know? yeah, you've got, you're going a long way back there, yeah, but which, it's, like, which is bad, like, for a county like Mayo, you know, considering yeah. the tradition they'd have, you know. Fantastic to see Lee Keegan, you know, when, when, when the, you know, he, he's, he's done it all. Like, you know, what, what a warrior, what a player. Like, you know, so, you know, when you think of Westport, you think of him, like, and it was brilliant to see him win it, you know. So. If, they get, if they get a couple more uh, Mayo titles in a row, which they easily could because they've, they have a phenomenal group of relatively young players, you know, Keegan aside, who's a bit older than myself, but uh, they, they, if they win a couple more Mayos, they'll eventually, that hunger will grow a little bit, I'd say, you know, where Mayo doesn't become enough and all of a sudden Connacht doesn't become enough. And, and you know, if, if they have that kind of, if they have that kind of a drive, which they seem to have, they seem to have a, a thriving club. Um, Westport is a is, is turned into a massive urban area Mayo, so it'll be interesting to watch them over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly will. But like you, you, you tend to find that lads. I don't know what, what it's like in your parts of the world, but certainly down this path, a lot of the traditional, you know, the country clubs, the rural clubs are, are getting decimated because of the the population seems to be moving into towns like Newcastle, you know, in in Kilmallock in Limerick, you know. Um, and it's certainly a, a challenge for the GA to figure out, like, South Kerry is just decimated, you know, they, they just don't have people down there, like, not the main players, you know, um, and, 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 and it's sad to see that, like, but I think that's the way it's going, I think, you know, the policies of the country seem to be pushing people into towns, and um, it's, and going, to, it's going to... 
you know what, what's funny Billy in, in Dublin what I can see at the moment is it's nearly the city is finished football wise like the, the there, there is nothing going on within the city it's the urban area the, the suburban areas just outside the, the cities are taking over so you have super clubs popping up all over Dublin but it's, it's amazing to see like it is, I suppose Dublin is a, it's on its own. It's nearly its own kind of ecosystem in this sense. But definitely, you you look at the clubs that are that are being, you know, completely infiltrated with second generation people from different counties. You know, it's amazing to see to see like the growth of Lucans of this world. You know, and 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 even up in my own part of the world, and Sylvester's and and Crokes and Ballyboden. Like it is, it's 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 hard to even get your head around the numbers that they have. Yeah, there, there was there was something put up there on Twitter recently about Limerick. I think one of the journalists in the Limerick Leader put it up, the local paper. And um, let's say they're going back 10 years ago and they did this um, dotted of, you know, where the senior Holland clubs were. And it was tending towards the south side of the county, you know, the Kilmallocks, the Bruffs, that, over that direction. Now it's all in around the city. You know, as you rightly referred to there, Daniel, you know, um, the, the, the superpowers on the verges of the city and just a couple of miles outside the city, you know, the Kildimos. Like Kildimo, you know, Kyle Hayes' club were only um, junior Holland not too many years ago. Now they're a proper senior Holland team, like, you know. So, you know, it, 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 it's definitely going to be a challenge for the GA in the coming years about how the rural clubs get looked after. And without them, we have nothing because I'm sure it's the same in your parts of the world. The country boys love to be the road, the townies, and that's the way it should be, and that's the way it should always be, you know. And um, look, look, please God, that that'll 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 um, pull through, you know. I, I wonder what the the hurling scene for man is like at the moment. Do would we have anyone that knows the the breakup of it? We get educated here now. We yeah. get educated here now. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely thriving, man. Absolutely. Thriving. <laughs> Can we go back and talk about Mike Cullen again? <laughs> yes, Stevie. Mike Cullen, Stevie, they are one to eight odds on to win that Connacht final. It's twelve forty-five this Sunday. How do you see it go? No, I've been I've been super impressed with them, Joe. Um no, I was shocked the last day uh, when I seen the scoreline against uh, Strokestown. It was seven all after normal time. Now Strokestown have some accomplished footballers too. Um, you know, and I worked with a lot of those lads actually at, at Roscommon, the Neary lads, and you know, big Cal Compton there is a decent footballer as well. And you know, like to be honest with you, you know, uh, listen, I Mike Cullen have 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 a huge array of talent there, Joe. The, the, the Kelly brothers, you know, Big Connolly at full forwards, a real, real handful. They've also got uh, uh, you'd probably know him, Joe, a lad, a lad called um Gallagher, Owen Gallagher from Antrim originally. He's a I doctor. Do, yeah. Yeah, he's a doctor down working in Galway. He's he's made the Galway senior football panel as well. He's down there. Big Peter Cook came off the bench the last day, and I can tell you now, he is a fine, fine footballer. And I was just chatting to John Devilly actually about this. Um, John's coming down in, in January to do a coach education evening in the school, and we're chatting about about Mike Cullen, and he was chatting about you know more or less like how they've been they've been there for a long time, and they're a fine, fine side, but probably the the great core of Finn team. Just kept their foot on their on their throat for a while, you know, and, and obviously didn't allow them to make that breakthrough. And I'll tell you this now, man, I think this Mike Cullen team are dark horses to win the All Ireland. I really, really do. I think they'll dismantle the Sligo champions. Um, I, I don't think that's an issue. I think they will they will go to town on 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 that team, and I think they will be there thereabouts. And I'll tell you, it'll take a very very good performance to beat them, Joe. That's that's just my honest opinion, you know. Do you give Billy? Do you give Turlestrain any chance in this game? 
But look, I, I, I don't know, George, to be honest with you, I don't know enough about him, but certainly, mm-hmm. um, am I right to say, was Eamon O'Hara with, what, what club? Yeah, he Eamon was, yeah, he was, a t- he was Tyler Strain, yeah. Yeah, so, like, they would have a lot of knowledge, I think they won a lot of county championships, so it's certainly experience and the big occasion won't daunt him, you know, uh, and I think they need that going into it. Um, but look, like like always, I, I, I just always feel that teams coming out of Galway are hard to beat. Um, you know, you meet from Peter Coatdale, Stevie. Um, you know, he was a former Galway footballer and they're trying to get him back, if I'm not mistaken, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, they, they, they'll just play and the Achilles. Sure, look, the Achilles are super footballers, you know? And I'm sure there's plenty other names that I just don't know who they are um, that will play good football. Yeah. Um, I think Stolastan will be up against the job, if I'm being honest. They, they, they'll go there with a lot of experience and a lot of know-how whether they got the quality to beat the Galway champions, will it'll come down to that. I don't think the occasion will phase them. I don't think there'll be any of that in the in play. I think it'll just come down to complete another football. And I think the Galway champions will come true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've won the last four Sligo senior championships. So, you know, there there is something there obviously about them, but it'll certainly be a difficult task for them. Uh just lastly, lads, who do you think's going to win? The All Ireland Club Championship. Look at the West. Play it down, Billy. Will you play it down? Jesus <laughs> Putting pressure on your brother there, Billy. Listen, no, 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 no. Listen, I'd be shot by this. Uh, my sister's the chairperson of the club. I'd be shot by her. She's the don of the family. I'd be shot by her if I didn't say that. <laughs> so, so no. Um, I think he'll come, on a serious note. I think he'll make a cross. I think they're on a mission this year. I think they're, you know, they're really going after it. Um, I, I, I would go with Kilmacud. Dan? Yeah, I, I'd agree with Billy. It's not, uh, it's probably the obvious answer, but um, they, they should have won it last year without Mannion and they've some, they brought in some lad from Galway this year. So I'd imagine uh, that will that will make up the difference. So it's very hard, it's very hard to see it going any other way. They're just, they're, they're, they're just totally singularly focused on, on this all Ireland, I think. Stevie, dark horses, you said Mike Hullen. Obviously, you know Kilku inside out. Kill McCod are hot favourites to win it, but who do you think? Who do, what's that, Joe? Who do you think will win the All Ireland Club Championship? Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit like the Gary Neville one where he says to Carragher, it's like asking who who do you want to steal your wife? You know what I mean? Uh, listen, <laughs> I think I think uh, I think Kilku will win it, to be honest with you. Um, that's that's the bottom line. I think they'll win it again. You know, um, always so knew you soft spot for them. They, they've got, a, got, I just think, Joe, they've got the experience of last year, they've got great belief. Uh, I'll tell you what they have, lads, and I'm going to be honest with you here now, they have absolutely frightening pace, like frightening pace everywhere, you know. So, um, and when you come to Crow Park, you know, and you play that sort of transition game and stuff like that, you know, it's it's uh. It's going to stand them in good stead, you know. So, look here, listen, as I say, that whatever team, you know, come through will have well-deserved it because I think we're going to have four very, very good club sides in the last four. And, and just to probably finish what Daniel said there earlier as well, I think it's it's just so much more enjoyable than, than the inter-county stuff at the minute. I think the club is where it's at. I think it's 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 just so unpredictable, you know. It, it's like, look at Ballyhill Shamrocks, for example, at the weekend there. i just seen the, like, Nace were giving them a fill of it. I think Ballyhill were something like one to fifty or something like that to beat them. And I think at halftime Nace might have been leading. You know, like you know, it just club is just different. It's just different. It doesn't have the same, you know, level of 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 probably of of 
the sterile nature that county football has got, Joe. And there's and there's so many all and Billy, you know this as well, even from your own club. There's so many little side stories, you know, that you don't get exposed to at county level. And there's so many feel good stories. And even going into the the ladies' football yesterday, where Donat Moyne beat Kill McCudd and the young girl flying down from her wedding to play in the day of the match and scored seven points, you know, the day after her wedding. So like those wee stories don't doesn't happen at county level, like, you know, and I think that it's just more of a humane side to it. And I, I enjoy it now. I, I really like it. Like, I think it's brilliant. I would agree with you, Stevie. I think, you know, a lot of the punditry and a lot of the talk in the in the papers through the inter-county season is about we're giving up the games too early, you know, in July and our main product is gone. Like, if COVID taught us anything, it taught us that the club scene was just brilliant to watch them games. And I just think there's a serious opportunity there for the GA, you know, the club scene. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I genuinely believe that. Um, and there's serious quality games there, you know, and, and like, it's not a done deal. You know, you, you turn up, we all know it's going to be the top six teams in the country in a given year. Kerry, Dublin, Tyrone, Galway now, Mayo, you know, Monaghan, Donegal, whatever. And, and, and I might be missing one or two. I'm just giving examples. Um, we know what's going to go down to them. And we know the early rounds of the Inter-County Championship is a waste of time because teams are too strong for other teams and they beat them, okay? So we wait to get to the semi-finals before we get really interested. Whereas if we take the club championship, you know, we're watching as neutrals. We don't know what goes on in different counties and we're excited about, you know, we hear the names of the clubs, the Kilcools of this world, the St. Finbars, the Nemo Rangers, the Dr. Crow, the Kid McCoy Crocs and all these, you know, so forth. And we get excited about watching these games and they generally play with abandonment and for the most part and 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 they go and enjoy and we get more but because the crowds are not it we think it's not a great game or it's not a great spectacle but i think if we look at it in its in its in for the what it is i think the club scene is going to be a serious opportunity for um media over the coming years yeah and there's certainly going to be some great great games ahead of us lads uh, Stevie, Dan and Billy, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, lads. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, thanks Joe. Good luck, Billy. All the best, uh, Billy Lee. All the best, All the best Stevie. Best, All the best, Daniel. Daniel. Uh, mind, yourself. Mind, mind that holding in for Manor, Stevie. Will do, Billy Lee. Will do. <laughs> and we'll see you in two <laughs> weeks. Thank you. Good night. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.